Greetings and welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. This podcast is the digital arm of Grace Life Coaching. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host today. It's a joy to be with you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for investing in this podcast. Thank you for investing in this work. As I always say, time is our greatest commodity. So if you're willing to invest it in this, then thank you for that. If you love this podcast, if this podcast is really helping out, as always, please get it out there. Share it so that others can connect with it and feel it and and really draw from it. Remember, this is not proprietary information. This is information that that we want everybody to have. We want everybody to get out there because if everybody gets it. The more people that get it, the better off we're going to be. Let's just be honest. The better I am, the better you are. The better you are, the better we are. I mean, when we are better individually, we're better together. And there's just no doubt about that. When we eat better, think better, sleep better, live better, we're all better. The world is better. Again, and, and as I always say, that's not to say that, that you're not in a good place, but we can always be better. Let's never think that we can. we need to stop growing or we're done growing because we're never done growing. We never stop this process. So so this is a process about being better, about being better individually, about being better as community, about being better as the world. So thank you for signing up this. Thank you for being part of this. I do certainly appreciate and I love the fact that you're here, that you're part of what we're doing. And if you are into this, if this is helping, then please share it out there. Get it out there on your Facebook, your Instagram. I know some of you share it out there already when I post new episodes up. That's awesome. I love it. Keep it up because that's how we grow. We grow organically by getting the information out there. So get it out there. Share it. If you're listening to it on one of the platforms, Spotify or iHeartRadio or anything of that nature, then please follow us. Give us a rating and review. I'd love that. And uh, every positive rating and review, then the platform sees that that people are paying attention. And when someone is seeking this out, seeking out self-help or betterment or coaching or what have you, then the platform say, hey, people are listening to this. So let's use this. Let's use this. Let's get it out there. So that's how we grow. That's how this information exponentially expands. So please use your power as 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 a part of these platforms. You do have power. It's really important for us to remember we might want to think that we're powerless or voiceless, but that is not true. We have power. We have power to to get our information out there, to get our platforms out there, to get our thinking out there. We have the power to do that. It is just a matter of doing it. It is a matter of engaging that power. It is a matter of risking, stepping out there. I know, you know, that if you share this out there on your social media or what have you, then people might question why you're listening to it or what this is all about. And that's okay. You don't have to uh, answer to anybody but yourself at the end of the day. Now, I'm not saying that we should be lawless, and, and the fact is that's not the case. And I think that we are certainly accountable to each other. However, what other people think about you, what other people feel about you, that's on them. And as long as you're trying to do the right thing, as long as you're trying to be a good person, as long as you're trying to live into the bounds of what we call acceptable within society, what have you, then... If people are just not liking it because they don't like the idea or what have you, then that's on them. And they need to own that. But you need to own that too. You need to own your place in having your power and claiming your power. So share this information out there uh, if you so desire. I, and if you want to reach out to me, if you want to communicate with me, if you want to contact me in any way, then you can reach out to me through the, the website, gracelifecoaching.com. Uh, that has all my contact information on it. Feel free to use that. 
reach out to me, email me, direct message, text me, what have you. If you want to do some coaching, I'd love to coach with you. If you want to just have a conversation or if you got some suggestions for the uh, for the podcast, anything like that, I'd love to hear from you. I really would. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. So get it out there. Absolutely. Share it, show it so that we can, um, so that we can talk about it. We can get it out there and, you know, have these conversations because these conversations are certainly definitely important, really, really important for us as individuals and for us as community. So once again, thanks. Thanks for being part of this. I know that's, that's a lot. There's a lot to that. Uh, as we run up to each one of the podcasts. And if you're a subscriber, if you're listening, maybe you get tired of hearing that every week. But, um, you know, it, it helps us. It helps me to be able to say it because this isn't just thoughts I have in my head. I mean, I really want to put this out there so that others benefit from it. I really want to put it out there so that others learn from it and hear it and get it, engage it and, and are part of it. So thanks for thanks for being part of that. Thanks for being part of this journey. It's been a beautiful journey so far. So, you know what I've been thinking about recently? I've been thinking about, you know, how we um, infer and how we read into situations. So we do this all the time. We, we read into situations all the time. We hear someone say something, we see someone do something, and we make an assumption or we make a uh, conclusion based on their action or based on their inaction or what have you. And usually our conclusions, our decision-making process is very narrow. So I want to talk for a minute about what I call the 360 degree decisions. Okay. So imagine for a moment, and and you can do this with anything. You can do this with any circumstance, any circumstance at all, anything at all. You, you see something happen. So, so I'm going to use, I'm going to use a road rage, um, idea. I'm going to use a road rage example because this is really where road rage a lot of this, a lot of road rage comes road rage comes from, but it comes from so many other so many other things come from this as well. So, so you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off, okay? Someone cuts you off. Now, imagine in that moment, so so the whole world stops, everything stops, okay? Everything stops. And you are standing in the center and there's a circle around you encompassing all of you 360 degrees and in that circle is an infinite amount of possibilities as to why that person in front of you cut you off an infinite amount of possibilities anything ranging from having to go to the bathroom to sneezing to a blinking to having a heart attack to being a jerk i mean all of those things encompass okay all of those things encompass around that moment okay all of them encompass around that moment and you can take a road you can take that road moment that that road moment out and you can put in anything a comment from your spouse, a comment from your boss, someone not holding the door for you. All of these moments, see, all of these moments, they they are we, we are surrounded 360 degrees by an infinite possibility of what they mean. Okay? So then it is up to us as individuals to choose which possibility we are going to allow that moment to mean. Let me tell you, let let me break this down for you, because it really is. I mean, we really do. 
So let's go back to the road. You're behind the wheel, someone's driving along, and they cut you off. And and boom, you're in that frozen moment. You're surrounded by this whole 360-degree vastness of possibility, an infinite level of decisions, possibilities, conclusions, and avenues. Okay, So you're there in the middle. Now you, as the person in the middle, get to choose what that instance means to you. You get to choose what that instance means to you. And you're working not on knowledge, because as that person cuts you off and goes speeding along, I mean, unless you know exactly who that person is, and unless you know that you have done something that it would incite that person to act in such a way, which then there is no infinite number of possibilities. You know who it is. You know what they're doing. You know it's retaliation because you just cut them off, you know, two blocks down before them. And unless you have that information, if you have no information, no, no more details than the fact that this person cut you off, you have an infinite number of possibilities to choose from infinite. You get to choose what that moment means to you. That's the key. You get to choose what that moment means to you. You get to choose whether that moment is a personal slight, whether that moment is something that needs to be brushed off, whether that moment is a moment of of breathing it out, whether that moment maybe even is a moment that, that somebody needs a prayer or some kind of well-wishing, okay? And, and that's, that's really the key, my friends, is that when we find ourselves in these 360-degree circumstances where we have an encounter with something and have an encounter with somebody and we have no additional information into that encounter whatsoever, we get to choose what that encounter means. Now, the more information we get, then the more we can hammer down which path we're going to take. But until we get that information, we get to choose what that interaction means. Let me, let me, let me kind of string that out before I come back. So, so to say that we get more information again, so that person cuts you off. Um, on the road and then they fly ahead of you and, and you'd be like, well, they were cutting me off. They were jerks. They have to go to the bathroom. They're sick. What have you? I don't know. And then we pull up behind them at a red light and they, and they, you know, they flip us the bird. Okay. So clearly if they're going to flip you the bird, then that is a personal thing. Or they wave and, and they mouth, I'm sorry, which is an indication to say that they acknowledge their, Um, they acknowledge their mistake. So you can take those two, and either one of those pieces of information is going to set you on a path of conclusion, okay? If someone flips you the bird, then you know it's, it's, it's personal, all right? They are giving a derogatory gesture which would indicate some kind of rage or anger or what have you. Or if they mouth, I'm sorry, and they wave, then they're indicating that they acknowledge that they made a mistake and that they're asking for your forgiveness, okay? But without that information, without that information, if we're left with nothing but a singular instance, we are then tasked with choosing whether how to how to read that instance in that that interaction. We are tasked with choosing how to read that interaction. We are tasked with choosing what we're going to what we're going to allow that to mean for us as people. Uh, Do we let it mean something? Do we let it mean nothing? And and that choice is going to dictate, 
you know, the possibility of our direction to go forward. Again, let's go back to that infinite possibility of the person cutting you off on the road. So if you make it personal, if you allow it to be personal and allow it to be a moment of slight, then you're I mean, your adrenaline's going to go up. Your blood pressure's going to go up. You're going to start seeing, you're going to start thinking more angry, retribution, vengeance, retaliation. That's where road rage comes in. That's how road rage happens, okay? Because someone perceives, and again, not necessarily that it's untrue, but someone perceives something as a personal slight and they don't want to feel humiliated. That person humiliated me by cutting me off. So therefore, I'm going to respond i'm going to choose of the infinite possibilities of that person cutting me off that they were intentionally humiliating me and i need to respond okay the same would be true if you are walking into a store and someone doesn't hold the door open for you you have the choice to figure out how to respond to that or if you text someone and they don't get back to you right away i think this is a this is a uh, a, a really a really important thing and and um and i'll kind of transition in, into this because i think it's far more uh, it's far more common you know we're so dependent on our our instant messaging our our dms and and our texts and what have you and we have this 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 idea this this belief that we have to respond immediately okay we are so conditioned with these with our devices that we have to respond immediately and that if we don't respond till the next day then we have to apologize for not responding immediately okay so so there's this there's this immediacy culture there's this immediacy culture so if if someone sends out a message and they don't hear back right away so then their little brain starts spinning okay now you're in this 360 degree moment of I sent a message and I haven't heard back within the, the first two minutes. So now what does this mean? There's the question. What does this mean? What is the what is the reality in the infinite possibilities? They're mad at me. They don't want to talk to me. That's usually where we go as humans. It's usually where we go as humans because we don't like to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt and we don't like to believe that there's something else going on around us. I mean, really, quite frankly, um, in a lot of ways, we do believe we are the center of the universe as humans. Even if we don't want to acknowledge it, uh, a good portion of our brain is three years old and is the center of the universe. And if I don't get my bottle right now, I'm going to start crying. Yeah. So, so, and I, and I don't say that derogatory. It, it just is. All right. So, so someone DM you, you, you DM someone, you text someone, what have you, and, and they don't get back to you. Okay. They don't get back to you in the, in the next half hour. They don't get back to you in an hour. So now you're in this, this 360, 360 degree decision-making moment where you have to choose what this means. It could paralyze you. You could sit there and hold your phone looking and waiting to hear back from this individual, waiting to hear that this individual is going to answer you. You could, you, could, you, you could be so wrapped up in the possibility that it would, it would paralyze you. Or you can be like, well, you know what? I mean, maybe they're in a meeting. Maybe they're asleep. Maybe they're, uh, you know, maybe they're having dinner with their family. Maybe they're working, you know, whatever it is. Any one of those will take down the, the anxiety and the, and the stress, but not the one that says they're mad at me. Again, and you have no further information. They, they texted you yesterday. You know, they texted you this morning. So now all of a sudden you haven't seen them since they texted you last. Why are they mad at you? What are they hearing about you? Then the paranoia kicks in. Then the, you know, then the fear kicks in. Then all of a sudden we start getting all goofy and, and, and string theory about all the possibilities that could happen. But, but that all starts, that all starts right there in the middle of that 360 degree 
uh, decision making, that infinitude, the the infinite possibility of decision making. And, and roads to travel. So so you see the point, all right? And we can do that. We can, then, then we start to catastrophize. Well, my life is over because this person doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Or my spouse must be mad at me because I texted her an hour ago and she hasn't gotten back to me and I must have done something terrible. Or or my kids don't want to talk to me because I texted them or I, I messaged them uh, you know, in, in the morning and I haven't heard back from them yet. Rather than allowing more details and information to be brought in before a decision is made. That's the key. That's the key. You know, we as humans, when we're in those 360 degree moments, we have the tendency of creating the worst possible scenario so that if it comes true, then we're prepared for it. But the fact of the matter is 80% of the time, the scenarios we create don't come true at all. And the other 20% of the time, they're like 10% of what we imagine. So creating preparation for worst possible scenario actually is not a good idea. Okay, seeking more information. That's a good idea. And not making conclusions until you have all of the details. Look, if someone is mad at you and not responding back to you because they're mad at you, well, you can believe that they're mad at you and you can spend four days until they finally tell you they're mad at you, or you can believe that they they're they're sleeping or on vacation or you know Um, uh, going off gem hunting or whatever until they tell you that they're mad at you. See, that's the thing. What we need to do in order to maintain balance in those moments is make sure that we are searching for the best information and the most data before we make a conclusive decision. But in that space, before we get that data, we have to choose what those things mean to us. We have to choose what the, the statement uh, you know, from our spouse means to us. We have to choose what it means when we go to see our boss and our boss tells us that, that they don't have time to talk with us today. We have to choose what it means when our child snaps at us. We have to choose what it means. Is it about us or is a whole lot more going on? And if we're not going to get more data, if more data isn't forthcoming, then the best possible scenario is to choose something that isn't personal until it is personal. You know, if if someone is mad at you, then acknowledge they're mad at you when they tell you they're mad at you. Don't convince yourself that they're mad at you when you don't know that. When you're in the middle of that 360 degree infinite possibility, allow the possibilities to string out. They're going to create the most balance and peace until you know otherwise. But see, we don't do that. We're not trained that way as humans. It takes a lot of retraining in order to get ourselves to think like that. But we find ourselves in that 360-degree decision path situation pretty often. And we have to ask ourselves that question. What, what does this mean to me? What do I want to make it mean? What do I want to give identity to in this? What do I want to make it mean for me? Do I want to make it mean uh, something personal or do I want to just make it mean nothing until I know more? To find balance and peace and be able to move on with, with yourself and be able to grow and advance in the world, it's about not allowing the lack of data to create a conclusion that causes pain, okay? It is. It's about not allowing a lack of data to create a conclusion that causes pain. If you don't know for sure, then conclude whatever feels good. 
Someone cuts you off on the road and they're flying up ahead of you. Yeah, they got to pee. Yay, they're they're having a stroke. Hey, they just spilled coffee all over themselves. It doesn't have to do anything with you until they make it about you. So don't make it about you until they do. Trust me, it it helps us to live a whole lot more balance and peace because we find ourselves in the middle of those 360 degree infinite possibilities all the time. So we get to choose what they mean. Now, we could choose wrong. Don't get me wrong. We could be inaccurate in our choice, of course. And usually, like, if, if someone doesn't respond to us right away or if someone cuts us off and we, we choose to believe that they're angry with us or they want to hurt us and we find out that they're not, we choose wrong pretty often. So why not choose wrong in bringing peace and balance to yourself until you realize otherwise? So you message someone yesterday and they don't get back to you. Well, they're busy. They don't have to answer me right away. Well, you find out that they were mad at you. Well, okay, so they're mad at you. Well... So, so you deal with that, but to, to think that they're mad at you for a day because they didn't get back to you only to realize that they were busy or their phone didn't work or whatever. There's so many possibilities that we can choose that are not wrong. They're just, we don't have enough data. So when you're in the middle of that 360 degree circle of path and you don't have enough data to come up with the, the, the correct path. Find a path that's suitable and acceptable until you get more data. And, and beating up on yourself and, and, and bringing yourself low, that's not acceptable. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt in the eyes of others. Give, your, give them the benefit of the doubt until you have more data. I hope that helps, you know, because uh, I, I, I see it a lot. I even do it myself. I really do. I mean, I find myself from time to time being in the middle of that 360-degree circle. And something happens and I'm going monkey flips trying to trying to come up with what's going on and my brain's all over the place. And then I start to spiral and thinking I'm all terrible and blah, blah, blah. And that's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, you don't have enough data to believe that. So I have to drag myself out of those pits to say, wait, you don't have enough data to believe that. So stop believing it until you do. It is just as much the possibility that they drop their phone in the toilet as they believe you should be in the toilet. So until you know more don't believe the worst until you know more don't believe the worst believe the neutral believe every day believe it doesn't matter until you know more don't believe the worst because when you find out that it's not the worst you've just wasted so much energy and time and we're all going to find ourselves in the middle of that circle my friends we all find ourselves there more often than we want to think so when you're there again and you will be when you're there again, and you will be, and you might be there right now thinking, wow, is he talking Is he talking to me? No, I'm not. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just talking. I'm putting it out there. So before anybody thinks that I'm talking to someone specifically, I'm not. But this is a trait that we all as humans face. So until you have more data or details, don't believe the worst. Don't go down the path of the worst because you don't have to. You get to choose what this means. You get to choose what that interaction means. So choose what is palatable and manageable until you're forced to choose otherwise. My friends, I hope this is helpful. That's all I got for you for today. I hope you have a great day. Like I said, again, if this is helpful for you, share it out there. Get out there on your social media. Uh, if you're on the platforms and follow us, give us a rating and review. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do, do so through the website, gracelifecoaching.com. 
As always, here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.